0: Greetings, Real Story listeners. We've created a survey so you can share your feedback about the podcast. Your insights will have a direct impact on what we do in the future. To take the survey, go to www.greenpath.com slash stories and scroll down to the orange Take the Survey button or visit the show notes for the link. Welcome back, Jero. Welcome to episode six of Real Stories: Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Crystal Lagazima. Like our first episode, today's story features one of my colleagues at Greenpath Financial Wellness. Dawn is one of our financial wellness experts, a role I had earlier in my career. She's one of the empathetic voices that helps guide those that call us. Our experts act as a sounding board as people face difficult life decisions that affect their finances. Recently, Dawn and her husband faced such a decision. I'll let Dawn take it from here.
1: My husband's a labor union, and so it's very, very common that he gets laid off at least around Christmas time. Sometimes it's uh, also throughout the year, but usually it's no more than a couple weeks. Um, this past year, however, he was laid off in November and was anticipated to go back to work January 8th. However, um, other circumstances popped up and um, he, they had to deactivate his badge at the nuke plant that he was working at. So in order to come back in, you have to be reactivated all over again. So because of that, he didn't go back like he was supposed to on January 8th. And then, um, so he was laid off all the way through February. So it was a little bit longer, of course, than normally anticipated, about mid-February. And so then he had to start going and looking for own jobs on his own. There are several new plants across the country that a lot of times they'll do what they call outage work. So you go, you work a lot of hours for a short time, get laid off so he did that and actually he um, had to go to Ohio for a month then once he got laid off in Ohio he went to um, Missouri for a month and then he went to Washington State for a month so he's actually um, been he was gone from February until the end of May so that was pretty stressful that's the first time he ever had to travel. And so then, of course, on top of, um, he had to pay for his own lodging and things like that. So it was still making more than what he would have gotten in unemployment. So that at least was the help. Um, but when he came back from Washington, he said, you know, um, I'm, I'm tired of, of living like we're living paycheck to paycheck. He said, when we we're working, things are fine. But if we're not, it's, it's, Paycheck to paycheck, and we don't want to dip into our savings. So, he actually, um, oddly enough, he said that um, one of his buddies actually owns a, his great grandma's house. And he said, Would you be interested in, in buying it from my friend and, and moving in? So, sight unseen, I said, Sure, not a problem. You know, I, I would. I think it'd be a great option because we could have literally maybe only a $60,000 loan payment. So payment of about maybe 600, 700 a month. Whereas right now um, with our two loans together, we owe right around Mm 138,000 and our monthly payment, we're on a 15 year mortgage at the moment, but our monthly payment is about $1,900. So huge difference. Um, So we started talking a little bit about it, and he was super surprised that I would go for it. And I said, well, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I make a better financial situation right now to be able to also have better options in the future? So um, we haven't quite put our home on the market quite yet, but we anticipate, of course, with selling our home, that we would be able to eliminate other debts that we have altogether, which those monthly payments total about $2,300 a month. And so now if we eliminate $2,300 a month in expenses and only have a $600 payment, I mean, it's a win-win across the board. Um, Basically, though, the house we're moving to is half the size of where we're at now. But we only have one child, and we don't utilize all the space that we have right now anyways. So my thought is I can do anything for six years because our son will graduate um, from high school in six years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can do anything for six years, build up bank money and really be able to have that financial freedom that we talk about to our clients about.
0: So it's interesting is, do you think if the opportunity to downsize wasn't sort of presented to you in such a, you know, you know the person that's 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 selling this this other home. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that played a, a major role in in your your guys's motivation to, to to take action there, or were you already thinking about downsizing but didn't really know where to start?
1: No, we hadn't really thought about downsizing. Um, this was just kind of a, an option that you know my husband brought up. And and what's interesting about it now is that. <laughs> He's the one that's more leery about moving than I am. Mm. So I'm like, you were the one that thought of this, you know, come on, let's get on board. And he's not really on board. He doesn't really want to move, but I keep reminding him. I'm like, listen, we're going to save $1,500 or more a month. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. I'm like, what? It doesn't make sense not to. So the house, um, that we're moving to, it actually has a um a basement that if we of course just finish it off, it makes it more living space. So, you know, we're gonna set some money aside to be able to do some of those repairs up front. Um, and I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be great for him uh, right now, of course, with this um um knowing that we're not gonna be able to save enough money to prepare ourselves for November when he's gonna get laid off again. Um he he knows it and he knows the the stress that that puts on him because he feels like he needs to be able to help support the overall household and knowing that we can't just do it on my income alone altogether where we're at now he's um he just has the emotional ties to the house so emotionally he's not there mentally and money-wise he is because you know, he sees it on a regular basis. And I even wrote it out for him. And I was like, listen, here's what we're paying this, 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 and this here's how much we're saving. So he knows the number aspects, but emotionally he's not quite there. Yeah. But you know, he has more ties to the house than I do. I'm like, whatever, I can, I can do anything for a couple of years. It doesn't matter. It's a matter of making memories with the family. We can do, a couple more, we can do more trips to see my family in Florida. You know, we can do some of these other things that we would never be able to do now, living paycheck to paycheck.
0: So it's just sort of different different mindsets. And, and it does remind me of a lot of conversations I'm sure you've had with our, the clients over the years that, that we assist, yep. right? Where some people, we'll give two people whose finances on paper look identical, we'll give them the same advice, and mm-hmm. the person be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. I'll sell the house, whatever." And then the other person is just like, "How could you even suggest that?" Right? right? It's <laughs> right. because it is such an emotional thing. And so, yeah. Um, how is your how's your child dealing with this this upcoming change?
1: It's actually pretty funny because when um when I told him about it, and it kind of flipped. Um, <laughs> we were at dinner with with my uh, sister in law and her husband, and we had talked to them a little bit about it, so they mentioned it. While our son was there and he was like, what? I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I said, well, here's what we're thinking about, but I tried to put the positive spin on it first before anything else. Um, One of the positives is that we actually will be about a block away from one of his friends from school. Um, We're actually fortunate or unfortunate, not sure, but we'll be about a block away from my in-laws. so it's kind of a catch 22 there, but um, you know, he, right now he, we have him in a private school. So the cost of that can be very expensive. And I showed him, I'm like, here's what it costs to send you to school. I said, with making this change, we don't have to worry about saying, you know, what, we can't afford this any longer. It lets us be able to do that. So with putting that positive spin on it now, he'll always be like, oh, well, when we move, you know, and so he already has it in his mindset that this is what's gonna happen. So he's he's more okay with it, knowing the positive pieces of it.
0: What are some of the logistics that is sort of on the table for you guys? So are have you already um, closed on the new home or how, how's that playing out?
1: So it's all quite interesting. We haven't um, closed on the new home yet. But actually, there currently is a renter in there at the moment that they're gonna be able to, we kind of tried to get the 15th of August as a date to have the renter move out, but she kind of came back and asked if she could have to the 26th of August. So we won't be able to move in until that date. Um, So we haven't secured that loan yet, but because it's a friend, it's a little bit more flexible Mm -hmm. type of aspect where he's like, you know what, if it takes a month to secure the loan, then that's fine um <laughs> surprisingly enough with our house um we know the people that we bought the house from mm-hmm. and i had cat and casual passing mentioned hey we're putting the home on the market you know in the next few weeks and she messaged me and said hey we might be interested in buying the home back <laughs> <laughs> <That's beautiful.
0: laughs>
1: so it's all like just fitting together it's weird uh-huh. it's- Totally a weird situation, but they currently live down the street from us.
0: There must have been an emotional tie-in for them to want to buy their old house back, right? <laughs> uh,
1: right. And so what's funny is, so the, the, the gentleman um, said, hey, I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to renovate my current house or buy, you know, your house back. So, you know, can I come over and take a look at a couple of things? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no big deal. So um, he came over on Tuesday To take a look at a couple things so I'll probably hear back from him maybe tomorrow of maybe what he wants to look at if he wants to move forward or not if he decides to move forward and purchase the house and we're not even going to use a realtor and save another $13,000 in in realtor fees
0: well and I imagine if you have the one buyer in place there uh, to to deal with multiple bids that you could also that with the other one
1: there too. Right. So it's it's all kind of it's it's very interesting when we decided, hey, this is probably something we need to do. It's just very interesting how everything just started falling into place, you know, and kind of saying, okay, it's just more reassurance that yes, this is probably something that we need to do. So it's 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 been an interesting journey so far. I think for him, um, he doesn't like change. Yeah. He's yeah. not a person that likes change whatsoever. Like for instance, um when we started dating, we were dating long distance. I lived in Florida, he lived here in Michigan. I was born and raised here. And um I decided I did not want to live in Florida, so I moved up to Michigan without a job, without anything but I had $18,000 saved. So I'm like, obviously I can survive for a little while, find a job, not a big deal. And he just couldn't grasp the concept of why I would do that. And, you know, I, I said to him, I said, okay, well, let's talk about what's the worst that can happen. I'm like, let's just be real. The worst that can happen is maybe it doesn't work out between us. You know, maybe I don't find the job I want. Worst case scenario, I move back home to Florida. I move back with my dad. Not a big deal. Um, so I, I tend to take a little bit more risk in that area. I'm like, eh. let's figure out what is the worst that logistically can happen and then anything after that can't be that bad. Right. Um, And so his thought too was, you know, I tried to say to him, listen, you know, we can do more like weekend getaways because we have the funds to possibly do that now. And so he, um, he said, well, we can't just say we're going to do it. We have to do it. I said, okay, well let's strategically come up with a plan. So with that in mind, Let's have a plan of let's make sure we have 5,000 in savings, like just random savings, and then we plan a vacation. And then after that, 5,000 more and we can look at something else. Or if we want to do something big, then we make sure that there's 10,000 in savings before we do a big ticket item. And so if we do something like that every quarter, it's not going to take us long to save 5,000 when we're saving 1,500 a month. And so I said, that'll at least give us a goal to achieve, and then we don't have to worry about, well, how am I gonna pay off this credit card that I just put this you know, Kalahari vacation on?
0: So I bet you're all wondering what happened. Well, the conversation you just heard was recorded this past summer. Seven months after that first conversation, I talked to Dawn again to see how things played out. All right, so Dawn, when we last spoke, You were a few weeks or a few months away from from the big move. So the first question is, are you still in the same home or have things...
1: (laughs) We have officially moved. We actually um, moved into the home that we currently reside in um, about mid-September. And we closed on the loan at the... Wait, mid-September, yeah, we closed on the loan in October.
0: All right. So for context, our first conversation was in in July of 2019. And so as you sit back and as things have kind of progressed forward, were there any feelings or expectations that you had, we'll start with yourself, that you might have had before this process that changed as things happened?
1: well um some of those feelings my thought was oh it'll be fine the home will be fine it's got at least three bedrooms i'm good um it has been quite a bit of a downsize um we downsized from about a 2300 square foot home down to an 1100 so it's uh quite a bit of a difference um our basement is full of stuff right now that we haven't really been able to unpack (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting.
0: Yeah, so how, how does the, uh, so the, the condensed space, has that uh, other than the stuff, right? Because of course, when you have a larger house, it tends to like expand. There's an old and yes. bit with like the more space people have, the more stuff they have. So now you're, you're shrinking. So, um, so how, how has how's that part been as far as just trying to shrink? Stuff meant for a double the size house.
1: It's it's a work in progress. Um, I personally wanted to do a lot more purging before we left the other house, um, but the way things ended up moving, we just decided to kind of just take everything with us, and I'm slowly purging some of the things. A lot of it is my uh, son's stuff that he doesn't utilize anymore play with so i've been slowly getting rid of that without his net without his knowledge <laughs> so um donating some of those things and it's it's a slow go but it's there's at least movement
0: for that yeah and so now you you, yeah. you guys have been in the new home for about what like 4 or 5 months
1: point? um so yeah we End of October is when we kind of finally moved, moved in. So we've been here um, all of October, November, December, January. So at least a full four months.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as as you talked about in part one of our interview, um, your husband was, uh, even though he had initially brought up the idea, then he uh, expressed some anxiety over the move. How have things played out uh, on his end?
1: Um, on his end, it's still a little bit of a work in progress. Um, not overall happy about the situation, but, um, he's actually come to some grips of it, um, come to some terms to say, you know, at least knowing that it's going to put us in a lot better financial state. Um, and we don't necessarily have to stress about what, how we're going to pay things is, is easing his mind a little bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that just sort of seeing the bigger picture part of it has been helping him a little bit. Yes, yeah.
1: yes especially um, because after our initial interview, he had gotten laid off again uh, around Christmas time, which is normal, and we expect that one. Um, but it wasn't nearly as much of a, of a stress or a strain for us to have to worry about.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because that cycle tended to... Play out in January, and February were kind of like the tightest months, right? So, right now, you're mm-hmm. towards the end of February. Um, has that uh, the fact that you now have a housing payment that was about like what $1,500 a month or so less? Yeah. Um, were those, first of all, were those projections accurate, right? Because you were trying to have yeah. <laughs> were those projections accurate. Start there.
1: Um yeah, so it's a good place to start um My projections were were pretty accurate um with the profit that we made on selling the home, we did pay off um a significant amount of uh, well of debt so there's still a little bit that was lingering um that he didn't want to drain all of the money, so there wasn't much um like probably three or four thousand which that's now taken care of because of the extra that we've had over every month so we are in a lot better financial situation um and we're actually doing a bi-weekly mortgage payment uh to help with that And we pay more than what is required um and having that go towards principal so we are definitely on the right track
0: yeah yeah so it, it sounds like there's a lot more uh cushion when it comes to what your budget is, is is playing out, which is one of the things, of course, one of the main reasons why you made that decision
1: to-, to Exactly, yeah. quite a bit more of a cushion. So um, we still have a healthy savings when we um, sold the house and after everything was paid off, there was a profit of about 40,000. Um, we're taking about 10 of that and doing some small major renovations. Um, so for example, Although we have three bedrooms, um, I'm converting one of, there's a little side room in the basement that I'm going to be converting into my office space, um, instead of having it in a bedroom. So that way I'm doing some work on that next week, starting, (laughs) um, and then doing some finishing off in the basement. So that'll take up most of that money that we had set aside for that.
0: Yeah. So like, I guess, so right now the extra cushion is going towards renovations you had mentioned wanting to set aside money for more experiences, vacations. Is that in and mm-hmm. still at this point eventually?
1: It is. We actually, um, have a plan to go to Mexico in May. So that is a all expense, um, well, all inclusive retreat. So, uh, my brother-in-law turned 50 <laughs> in May. And so we actually are going to be able to be a part of that celebration where we wouldn't have been able to do that before.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. 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 It was gonna happen with or without you guys, right? So
1: Exactly. So I'm glad it's with us now. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 That's great. Um, yeah. how has your, your son handled? I know when we last spoke, he seemed pretty pretty excited and framing all the good things that could come out of it. How has he adjusted to it?
1: He's actually adjusting um, pretty well. One of the really neat factors is he goes to a private school. Um, So that was another reason why we wanted to downside is make sure we could be able to keep him there. Um, But one of his classmates actually lives about two blocks away. So he's actually been able to, they've been able to walk over to each other's houses, you know, a few times. And so he's really enjoyed that factor. Um, And other than that, he at least has his own room, so he, you know, <laughs> um, he's doing pretty okay with that. He doesn't like that there's not as much space as what we had before, but he's getting used to it.
0: One of the things you mentioned in the in the first part of the interview was, in addition for your son being two blocks away from his friend, that your in-laws would be a block away.
1: How is mm-hmm. that? It actually works out quite well. Um, The good thing is I have a a very good relationship with them. Um, One of the things that is actually neat, I guess you could say, is they've always picked my son up from school and kind of kept him until my husband or I had gotten off of work. But now what they're able to do is pick him up from school and then just drop him off at, at home at his house so at our house and then be able to go home and not necessarily have to wait for us to to pick him up um so there's at least there's one day a week though that i do drive out to our headquarters to work from there so they keep him that one day but they have a little bit more freedom to not necessarily have to have one person there with them so it actually works out pretty well
0: for for all parties it seems yeah yeah
1: yeah for sure, for sure.
0: And another thing you had mentioned is your old home was going to be purchased by uh, individuals who had previously owned that home and were going to buy it back. Did that come to pass? And if so, did you learn more about like some of their why and how they felt going through that process?
1: It did. So the interesting thing, though, is um, so that couple, he also does, um, he's a realtor on the side. and so we didn't have to use any we didn't have to pay any realtor fees at all with actually any transaction that we had surprisingly enough so that helped us save money. Um one of the things that became a little bit of a glitch in that whole process of selling that home back to the original people was that when we bought it from them, we bought it on a short sale. And at that time there was a lot of um fly by the night type of companies that did a lot of title work and things of that nature and so the proper paperwork wasn't filed um, for that home and we had to try to hunt everything down so it did cause about a month glitch of being able to close on that home so we ended up having to pay about uh, two extra mortgage payments that we weren't anticipating um so that put a little bit of a strain on the budget for the first couple of months but um but at least that's kind of worked itself out and that is we were able to finalize on everything so that was a good thing.
0: It worked out, yeah. Did did you ever yeah. get any insights as to why the the couple was motivated to go back to their old home and
1: Um they really liked the space. Um Actually, what's interesting enough is um, where they were living was about a block away from the house that they ended up buying back. So they were already still in the area. They just liked the setup of that home better than where they were living.
0: And, And you mentioned that they had a short sale. So usually when someone has a short sale, they're in some sort of financial distress at yes. that moment, so I, it, it, was it possible that at the time they sold it that they would have rather not have sold it?
1: Oh yes, they, they definitely didn't want to sell the property. So at that point um, it was definitely a have to do for them otherwise they would have lost it in foreclosure. So at that point it was a necessity for them to sell it on a short sale and then they have always wanted, they love the house and want it back just like we love it, but um, they, they just like the way that the setup was, and they preferred that house when they were able to to do something about it to purchase it back.
0: I asked Dawn for what advice she has for others facing a similar situation.
1: My situation was definitely very unique, and it is um, very abnormal. And in all actuality, when I tend to tell people my story, they don't believe it um, because it's, it just doesn't happen that way. You know, who buys their old house back and who has another home just that they can possibly looking at getting into. So um, it is very unique, but I feel that it is something that, um, that oftentimes your life gives you different directions and and ways to go. And I think that when you start feeling some of that stress, some pressure, and when it comes down to money, and that's the primary issue with the stressors, um, it's always good to look outside of the box to try to figure out, is there something else that I can do to ease some of the stress? Because it's not healthy for for individuals. Um, And so at that point, I feel like it's, it's very important to be open to all options, even though it might necessarily be um, emotionally a great fit. Um, so I just encourage people to kind of look outside the box and kind of figure out what else can I do to get to be where I want to be long term.
0: Dawn's mindset reminds me of some inspiring words I recently came across Opportunities where luck. Needs preparation. As Dawn shared, there was a good dose of luck that came her way, but that luck only presented itself after she, her husband, and son took steps to prepare for a new possibility.
1: It is one of, I think, um, a lot of times uh, there is a lot of emotional attachment, Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is one of those aspects where sometimes you have to take the emotion out of the equation to say what is going to be best for me long term to help me get to where I want to be, and that's the harder piece. My husband and I have a phrase at the moment is a six year plan, right? So, um, anytime something kind of pops up in the house, we we have to, we decide um, is it worth investing for for that six years, right? Because our son will graduate high school in six years, and so our plan is okay. We'll be here for six years, depending on what are what we want to do long term, and then from there go on. So. That's what that's what we can become we come to a lot is okay, six year plan you know is it is it worth it in our six year plan hmm. I,
0: I imagine that that time frame also makes it easier to digest things that might be difficult, for example, yes. talked about all right, I'm living in a more cramped space, but to know that it has an end date in theory
1: yes yeah. yes, and it was interesting because even our previous home. I didn't feel that it was our forever home because it's just, it was too big. Um, So now I also come to the conclusion of, okay, well, what do I want in my forever home? What kind of size do I want? Um, So it gives us that wiggle room to say, okay, you know, this is our short-term solution. We're going to be here for six years. And then we want to move on into more of our long-term. Place to stay.
0: Because you're experiencing both sides of the spectrum in terms of size, at least. So now, you yeah. what you want of a home, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I can always envision I'm like, okay, I need, I want a little bit more living room space so people can walk. <laughs> um, need more cabinet space in the kitchen. So it's, uh, I've come to the conclusion that I would like somewhere in the middle between these two sizes. So maybe like 1,600, 1,700 at the most <laughs> yeah. square feet. So <laughs> definitely we'll put things in perspective.
0: That, we'll call it the three little bears philosophy, right? Uh, yeah. House that's, that's just right. So, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dawn, for joining us. Yeah. July, thank you for joining us today uh, <laughs> as, as your story has played out. And yeah, again, I, I appreciate you uh, sharing your story with us.
1: Yeah, and it's it definitely helps um, have some of those hard conversations with people that I talk to every day to, you know, to say, listen, I've been there, I can understand uh, where you're at emotionally, I can understand, you know, what you're looking at. And, you know, there is a way uh, through it and around it, we just have to figure out what's going to be best.
0: I'm joined by my co hosts, Brad and Alexandra. Brad will kick things off with an observation about the role that milestones can have to help shape our financial decisions. I heard Dawn talk several times about aligning her financial decisions, including like downsizing her house with the graduation of her son from high school in six years. And so I can imagine how connecting to kind of this major life event could be kind of like motivating and actually help support her in achieving her goals. Um, She had talked even about having more experiences with her family and being able to financially afford that. Um, I can also imagine she might have different goals for this time in her life after he graduates high school. So I kind of was thinking and and wondering how reflecting on different milestones could actually help us better connect to our financial goals um, and hopefully help support us in achieving them. Dawn is is in, a, is in a position in her role as a financial wellness expert where she talks to people all the time, going through similar sorts of forks in the road, big decisions that that might affect their family and their finances. And so she's benefited from hearing other people's stories and seeing how things play out. And so when she says, or when she thinks, okay, this could go this way, this could go that way, it's not just based on her speculation, it's actually based on her experience of hearing people's outcomes of the decisions that they make. And I can imagine that that would be a much scarier thing for her husband, for her son, who this is certainly the first time uh, that they might be thinking about these sorts of major changes in, in someone's life. Not to say that it's Easy for Dawn, um, but again, I think the benefit of just realizing that she's not the only one that has faced these decisions, and so that could be uh, a desire that I have um, for those of you listening is to think about: Are there anyone or is there anyone in your life that might have faced similar types of decisions that you might consider talking them uh, about it? I, I know money is certainly very taboo in our society. Um, at the same time, if you open up to someone and just use others as a sounding board for the decisions you're facing, you might gain uh, from their own experiences of, of what they faced. And, you know, that's part of the reason why um, we feel so passionate about sharing these stories on the podcast is we know that it's it's not always easy to have these conversations. And in essence, um the stories that we're sharing such as Dawn's could be a good starting point to hear someone else going through these situations and maybe even spark additional conversation with each other.
2: In listening to Dawn's story, I could hear that she and her family were experiencing a lot of stress and even pain with the income fluctuations each year, that they would try to plan for them. They would expect that the return to work and income would be back sooner than it would be, and then there would be further stress in trying to live paycheck to paycheck. I'm really excited that we're sharing Dawn's story, because to me, it's a story of recognizing pain and difficulty in her and her family's financial situation, them being open to change, and then seizing the opportunity to downsize when they had that opportunity. That downsize allowed Dawn and her family to to live more closely to their values. I heard that this change is bringing them joy and being able to more easily pay for their son's private school, to be able to save for bigger goals, and to be able to go on those um, vacations with their extended family um, when they choose to. I heard that they they did face challenges in moving and that that's a hard choice. It's it's valid that it's hard and it's not for everyone. And yet for them, it was worth the financial freedom it gave them. To those who are listening, if you're feeling some challenges or stress in your financial situation, I wonder if you would be willing to look for similar opportunities that might be available in your own life. Uh, Maybe asking yourself the question of, what might bring you more freedom in your spending plan that you're willing to let go of? Or what might be an opportunity you have with your financial situation to change it into one that you're more prideful of your finances and the choices that you're making? Um, choices that allow you to live the way that you want to, like John and her family have been able to.
0: Thank you, Alex and Brad. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you may have noticed that Alex, Brad and I took a little different approach today. We each focused on a key takeaway and tried to translate that into a call to action for all of us. We'd love to hear how you feel about this new approach. We've created a survey so you can share your feedback about the podcast. Your insights will have a direct impact on what we do in the future. To take the survey, go to www.greenpath.com realstories real stories and scroll down to the orange Take the Survey button, or visit the show notes for the link. Special thanks to Dawn for sharing her story and for everyone that helps to put our podcast together, including Hero, who composed the music that will be playing us out. Have a great day, everyone. Welcome back, hero.